Do you wake up excited for what your day holds? Do you often catch yourself in a moment looking around and thinking, wow, I'm living my dream life? <laughs> Don't worry, we're not there yet either. Though we're intrigued by the process of transformation and we are absolutely on a mission to create our dream lives because honestly, who doesn't want that? Welcome to We Evolve. We're your hosts, Karis and Emily. We believe the magic is in the process and we invite you to get curious with us. Each episode, we'll be diving into how you can identify and transform the things that are holding you back, sharing our process along the way, the good, the messy, the uncomfortable and the beautiful, so you can take what works and learn from our growing pains. Think of us like your conscious evolution buddies. If you love soul-nourishing deep chats and are on a mission to create your dream life, then tune in. We would love for you to join us as we evolve. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to be here. Uh, today we're going to be covering a topic that I think will come up again and again as we dive deeper into all of our conversations in this podcast. So this concept, this is the concept of both and being possible at the same time, two different things coexisting without cancelling each other out. This is something that is probably a pretty new concept to me and was quite revolutionary for me I think I was always like in a bit of a um a space of tension because I felt like oh but if I do that then I can't do this and if I do this then I can't do that and like realizing that you can do like do both end or both end can be true it's like that doesn't mean that this isn't true and um so I think acknowledge, being able to acknowledge that in our lives, in my life, has really helped to give me a bit of a sense of peace. And I remember just going back to like the most basic form of this or kind of where I guess it stems from. I remember a friend one time trying to talk to her one or two-year-old son at the time, trying to ask them to do something. There was a really clear disconnect in their communication, like whatever she was trying to say, it just wasn't getting through. And uh, he was just so frustrated with her because he didn't understand what she was trying to achieve. And in a passing comment, she just said to him, oh, you little bossy boots. And he looked at her so puzzled for a moment and then just like ran away. And he came back carrying a pair of boots in his hands and he was so proud of himself because he had finally figured out what she was trying to communicate with him and it was just hilarious we both cracked up laughing because it had nothing to do with what she was trying to say um but to him like he had just seen it so literally oh boots okay this is what's happening I can get my boots not sure what she was saying before but yep on, on task and like kids I think it's so important to remember as we go into this topic that our little brains when we are kids take things literally black and white true or false right or wrong and um, 
we just don't have the capacity to understand the nuances of the spaces in between. It's not within our grasp at that age. And um, it's something that we develop as we get older. But for me, it wasn't something that I think was ever acknowledged until really recently. And um, it has really helped, as I was saying earlier. So uh, we're going to go into this topic to acknowledge the complexities of situations within our lives and, um, you know, acknowledging that life is not black and white. We don't have to have a black and white approach to understanding and making sense of life um, and that life is too nuanced for that. So, Enzi, I just wanted to ask how that has, uh, what it means for you, the concept of both and and how it's kind of impacted your life and also, um, you know, how you have come to understand it over time. Yeah, thanks, Karis. I think that intro is really just so important for setting the scene and I have this real, I guess, defining moments in my life, a few real key defining moments where I this this concept was articulated for me and really helped me to make sense of life a bit more. And there's this story that sort of came to mind when I was thinking about this concept, a a moment in my life where I was just in a really tough place, you know, I'd been through massive heartbreak, you know, holding, holding and protesting a whole lot of grief and just really going through it. And at the same time, you know, people that were very close to me in my life were just having these really amazing, beautiful things happen in their lives. And I remember feeling just such a grief within myself, yet also such a joy for what these other people were going through and celebrating with them. And I just remember just realizing, wow, how amazing is the human heart, you know, that we can just really hold such the depths of sorrow and yet just the heights of joy, but hold it both at the same time. And something that came to mind for me was that Carhill Gibran, I don't never quite know how to pronounce his name, his poem on joy and sorrow. And it so beautifully articulates um, what I'm talking about. And he says, when you are joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it is only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. And when you are sorrowful, Look in your heart again and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. And I feel like poetry might come up a little bit in this podcast because it just (laughs) seems to so beautifully articulate some of these concepts. Um, And there was another kind of defining moment a few years ago. I was listening to a podcast, actually it was a Mark Groves podcast, and he fully articulated this both and concept. And so it has been around for a few years and when he articulated it, I remember just grabbing a pen and paper and just writing it down and going, oh, my God, this is it, this is it. This is what I have been feeling yet haven't been able to articulate what this concept is. And I think reflecting on childhood like you were talking about before, we have this such a strong sense of right and wrong and seeing the world through this lens of black and white, particularly if you've had any religious programming thrown in there as well, which was certainly the case, I know, for me and for you. Um, And within that context, um, 
you aren't really allowed to question. And if you do question anything, it has to have a black and white answer and there's no room for for nuance is the way that I would describe it. And so that was very much the context that I think my life was set upon and the way that I thought about the world. And so to dare to question anything was actually wrong. It was wrong. And so when you go through that natural phase of starting to question, it was really, for me, I felt like it was very much shut down and wasn't encouraged. And the world just isn't like that. It's just not like we, we, we operate in the space of grey. That's really where the world sits. It's very complex. And I think for all of us, no matter what upbringing you've had, when you start to experience life outside of the influence and the paradigms of our childhood, it really opens up this opportunity to start to examine what we believe and why we think the way that we think. And I specifically recall when this started in earnest for me, and it was when I started to travel uh, by myself and experience life beyond that bubble of early life. And my early life was very much in a, like I said, a religious context, even when I initially studied and um, for the for the few years following school, very much in that bubble still. And when I started to travel, I really, once I was removed from that very uh, strict structure and context, I was just exposed to so much that made me start to question. And I think started to get really curious and started to try to figure out what is my identity based in and if if that structure of belief is not there anymore so the structure that I grew up with then how do I what do I identify with and how do I where do I place my identity and it's interesting because like I'd been always told that there was this truth But once again, for me, that was very much dominated by this religious programming I'd received. And so for anyone who's had the opportunity to travel, especially solo, you have this space to, I think, really tap in and learn who you are are outside the safety net of what you've always known. And that's probably a whole other episode, which we can go into, into a lot more depth around really getting to know yourself. But I think for other people, it could be, you know, you're you've identified so much with family traditions and expectations or a particular political point of view um, or particular theories or ideologies that that you've been brought up with or even lifestyle choices. Um, And I don't think it means we need to throw it all away, but rather to get curious and to start to intentionally examine why we believe what we believe and to choose what we want to identify with and hold as truth in our lives. And, um, it's interesting to look at the way this has impacted us and I think it really was easier for me when I saw things as black and white, true and not true, because I didn't have to do the work to understand other points of view and be open-minded in my way of thinking um, and thinking that, you know, seeing that there might be another way of thinking about something. And this probably sounds very immature and actually was. And um, as I explained, there was that religious, I guess, layer on top of that, which really was very a very structured way of thinking, a very black and white way of thinking. But I could see that it really started to limit my life and the depths of my relationships and my experiences. And 
I was lucky enough to discover to have the solo traveling time and to really start to discover myself outside of the structures and the belief systems that I had grown up with and, you know, discovered things like yoga and meditation. And, you know, there can be multiple ways to find peace and happiness. And that was just for me, I guess, one of the paths to just a new way of thinking. And, you know, why can't there be multiple ways to, to finding our own truth? I think that's, that's the conclusion I came to is like, you know, with the both and, if a particular religion or way of thinking provides peace and happiness for someone, then that's amazing. But that shouldn't cancel out what is true for somebody else and their experience of experience of finding peace and happiness. And I think that's that's where I really landed is that we all find our own path to our own truth. And believing things are only this or that or black and white really creates limiting beliefs. And as you know, we're all about smashing limiting beliefs in this podcast. And so you might believe, so just an example of that is that you might believe that you can't be wealthy and be a good person or that you can't prioritize yourself and yet still have an amazing, you know, kick-ass career, um, be an amazing partner, friend or mother all at the same time. So these are some of the beliefs that we're going to start to look at and unpack throughout this podcast. And that's why this concept is just, yeah, just a really foundational concept that we wanted to lay out as we get going with the following episodes. And just a caveat to keep in mind as we're going forward as well is that, as I mentioned, it's an important concept as we start to dive deep and get curious. Um, And an example of this might come up in many of our discussions where we need to reflect on our origin stories in order to understand where our survival patterns and traumas have come from in order to heal. And this means that we will need to acknowledge that some of our needs sometimes weren't met by our primary caregivers. And we need to acknowledge that this is both true for us. And the other truth that we can hold is that our caregivers did the best that they could. So that's just something that I think is really important to keep in mind is that we can acknowledge our own truth, um, acknowledge the truth of the situation, and we can hold both of those concepts at the same time. And another way that we kind of do this as well is that, you know, when we talk about having plans and dreams for the future, you know, we practice being content and grateful with the present while still holding hope and possibility for the future. So that's a both and. Um, Another one is where we are surrendering and letting go of holding too tightly in the midst of constant transition and change, yet still taking appropriate action. And sometimes that action might be actually taking rest. So these are concepts that are going to come up again and again. And, you know, we do see things through our own lens and through our own biases. Uh, We're not going to be blaming anyone or anything, but actually just acknowledging our own perceptions of events that have happened. Um, Both are true. One doesn't cancel out the other. And I think as consciously evolved humans who are emotionally mature, we can hold both truths at once. So let's just keep this concept front of mind as we discuss sometimes delicate topics. And this is really where the richness comes in. It's in the nuance of life. Um, So yeah, I think that's just a a really foundational concept as we go forward. 
How about you, Karis? Was there anything else you wanted to add in terms of what it means for you? Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, it. you're so right. This is where the richness of life comes in. Like, I think it gives you so much more scope to experience um, the depths of things in life when you can start to understand this concept because you don't have to pick one way or the other. You can experience both things at the same time. And I thought of an example as well that's like a little bit more high level, I guess, less, um, you know, like deep, but just that really kind of hit home for me was I did a trip, uh, like a road trip around Australia with some friends and we would do the most incredible things, go and like do a, a bushwalk into the most insane waterfall um, and just have the most amazing experience. And we're all in kind of somewhat different phases of life or um, see the world in different ways. And we would all go together. We would all go back and we'd be sitting around the campfire that afternoon just chatting about it. And like sometimes you could think we were on different bushwalks to different places. The experiences that we had would be like, no, it was like this. And they, someone else would say, no, it was like this. And we would have such completely different experiences. We would see different things. We would take it in different ways. Um, and we were all there together, but our perception just impacted the way we saw things so massively. Um, and I was just like, oh, that's really interesting. That That's what you experienced and this is what I experienced. And it was totally fine. There was no like harm done it was just oh that's what your eyes and your mind took in from that experience and this is what mine took in whereas I think previously I would have kind of been a little bit like where were you like were you even there like what were you doing but it was really nice just to be able to see it through their eyes and kind of appreciate the things that they had always also appreciated so it kind of expanded my view of that experience um, being able to share it with other people, which was really beautiful and just really interesting. And it really like made me go, oh, wow, yes, both and uh, both can be true at the same time. And um, so on top of that, I just wanted to uh, summarise and give you a few key points from this episode. The richness of life lives in the nuances of the both and. And number two, what is true for someone else may not be true for me, and that's okay. There is space for both. Three, two things can be true at the same time without cancelling the other out. Four, as emotionally mature and consciously evolved beings, we can hold space for two things being true at once. Five, lost count there, sorry, five, it can feel easier to see things as black and white, but this limits us from experiencing the fullest, richest version of the lives we are here to live. So I just want to give you guys a little action step for the week. If you have an opportunity to journal about this, that'd be great, but otherwise just give yourself a moment to ask yourself 
Where have I been limiting myself by believing something has to be this or that rather than both and? A good way, I think, of considering this in terms of limiting beliefs is if you ask, if you like kind of notice yourself saying, I can't do that because, um, because is a word that indicates like the start of a belief. So if you say, because I'm doing this, that I'm doing this is the thing that you're believing to be true. But if you can consider both end, consider how you can incorporate the thing that you're limiting yourself in as well as the thing that you believe is stopping you from from doing that thing. See if both can be true at the same time. And we hope that you now go smash another limiting belief of I can only have this and I can only do that and um, experience a little bit more richness in your life. That's beautiful. Thanks, Karis. And just to wrap it up, we are really grateful and happy that you're here listening to us and joining this conversation. Do follow us on Instagram at we.evolve.podcast. Give us a like, share us, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And see you next week. Have a great week. Bye.